Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to the number one podcast on earth, baby. GovCon recording podcast, man. I am your host, Mr. Courtney Hayden, man. And today, yep, you already know, man. I got another dope episode for y'all, man. Uh, Before, hey, but before I get started with this episode, man, I want to make sure, man, to let y'all know, man, go press that like button. uh, Go download the last episode, download this episode, uh, leave a review, five stars, man. Share it. Let's do all of that good stuff, man, to run these numbers up, man. Uh, But, you know, hey, without further ado, Let's go ahead and get into today uh, today's episode, man. Uh, last week I talked about uh, marketing to the government, man. I did a little bit more focus on that. Also, um, focus on you know uh, score. Um, I went over SBA, um, PTAC advisor. Uh, I went over the importance of reaching out to the small business center network. Um, another agency or organization that you can reach out to was the uh, l- your local chamber of commerce. Uh, I told you guys that I was going to reach out to mine. I actually put my application in, so hopefully that go ahead and go. And go uh, hopefully that that will go ahead and go through. And uh, I will be added on uh, as a small business with my local uh, chamber of commerce soon. Uh, as you guys know, I am a veteran on small business. Um, we are a de- small development, biz- small business development uh, consulting firm. Uh, we pretty much help small businesses um, grow and scale by procuring government contracts on their behalf. Um on a state, federal, and local level. I thought somebody was saying something to me. Um, But uh, we definitely try to pretty much go ahead and advocate for uh, small businesses as well, man. Specifically, uh, well, I'm going to say we advocate for minority-owned small businesses, specifically veteran-owned small businesses. Seeing though I am a veteran, I got to rep for them vets, man. It's an open space for us to get out here, man. It's an opportunity for us to network, man. Uh, You know, how we how we got down out there man and uh, and just you know fellowship had good fun man i met some good people out there in the military man in the navy man from all over the united states man all over and when i tell you the military when i was in it man it was we pretty much did the same thing almost the same thing as a civilian we almost did everything like that on the ship too man we had we had fun we had a lot of fun I met some good people, man, some good lawyer people that, you know, I still talk to to this day on, on most occasions. I'm friends with them on, on Instagram. I'm friends with them on Facebook, man. We still chop it up back and forth sometime. I see one of my partners almost uh, at least once or twice a month. You know, uh, one of them, uh, he actually owns uh, the Kane is Able podcast. Um, I've been on this show a couple of times, man. That's my, as you guys know, that's one of my good military friends, man. Been knowing him for over, shoot, let me see, uh, almost 20 years now, man. It's crazy, but yeah. Anyways, man, he the one put me on to this podcast, man, up here Cooks Media, man. So uh, shout out to him for doing that to me, man, because he definitely created, um, put, a, put a bug in my ear to create this platform, this GovCon platform for you guys. So I want to give a shout out to him. Um, but again, man, back to this, this episode when I was talking about marketing to the federal buyers, man, or the federal government that's out there, uh, state, uh, your local as well. Um, 
also, uh, like I said, uh, with it being with me being a veteran on um, a company, uh, I know that um, there's not a lot of women owned companies out there or economically disadvantaged women owned companies out there that is actively doing business with the government. Um, specifically black owned because it's only 1.67% of us is actively doing business with the government uh, and that number needs to change you know so at the end of the day this is what I'm here for man to just spread more light uh, shine more light on to um, this government contracting space so we all can you know pass along this knowledge we can learn a new skill uh, we ain't got to worry about AI taking our jobs you know what I'm saying we ain't got to worry about none of that we can actually implement AI into our systems into our strategies our marketing strategies our proposal strategies uh, our, our business strategies like we can we can actually implement it to to make our business a lot better than what's going on with opposed of trying to run from it you know but you know back to the back to the topic at hand uh, again is um today we're going to talk about submitting those bids man uh so you know a lot of people you know include myself man from the begin at the beginning uh and i and now i, I got another opportunity what well, i ain't gonna say opportunity I, I i was waiting on my services to get updated and and i started getting these bids and stuff sent to me uh, i'm gonna speak on that here in a little bit but um i got all of that yesterday and so um i was gonna start calling my subs today or my potential sub today excuse me but uh, I wanted to take a just take a little bit of time to make sure I got my got got everything straight. I'm going I'm I will just be reusing but remix uh remixing a, a script that was handed to me pretty much um to to go off of and and you know hopefully hopefully we uh, start making some money out here man and I continue to show y'all and tell y'all the journey uh show y'all tell y'all my uh, mishaps my misfortunes any uh, hiccups that I've had uh, and also tell y'all any type of uh, uh, any resources that's out there, man, that I come across that, you know, you you may or may not know about uh, and anything that I learn from anybody else that's out there doing it. I'm definitely going to try to um, spread the information to you guys um, again. This episode right here, though, man, uh, we're going to talk about uh, subcontract. I mean, thank. We're going to talk about submitting uh, bids uh, uh, with that, man. Again, w when you submitting your bid, right? You're going to have a you're going to see a sheet. First thing you see when you normally open up an RFP, RFQ, uh, any of those, um, you see a what you see a form called a SF-1449. Um, SF simply means standard form, but uh, it's 1449. Uh, it really is probably one of the most important form. It is the most important form that you're going to have um that, you, that, that you're going to have when it comes to submitting any of your bids. Like, if you don't have that attached when you you submit any of your proposal, even if you got the best written proposal it is, they're not going to even accept it. they just going to scoot that on over and, and, and go to the next one, you know, because at the end of the day, you got to make sure that all the information is on there is correct. You know, this, uh, the, the SF-1449, um, is it, it actually have on there, you know, the contract number. It'll have the date due, the solicitation uh, the issue date, the uh, the date it was issued, you know, even have your uh, discount terms that you can add on there as well. Um, it add on, it have on there if it's a set aside, you know, what type of set aside it is. Uh, it specified all of that. It specifies all of it on the uh, on the fourteen forty nine. It tells you who the contracting officer is, also the department, the, the agency that is uh, that the contract is under. Um, and when you turn it in, when you turn it in your proposal. You also got to sign it too, you know, and it tells you in the uh, in the bid, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure all of you guys be reading. Right. Um, but yeah, whenever you turn it in your proposal, 
you definitely got to turn in this 14, 1449 to make sure and, uh, you know, make sure that you are, uh, you understand what's going on and what's needed because it definitely has all that information on there when it comes to uh, uh, who to ship it to, who to send it to. Um, it, sometimes they'll have you put on, you have you put your prices and stuff on the 14, on that um, 1449 as well. Um, and then sometimes they'll have a whole separate table that you can fill out, or you may have to fill out your own template, you know, or fill out your own, make your own uh, spreadsheet that has the, um, the, the, the pay and the base year and then the extended option uh, one through four and all that good stuff as well. So, uh, you got to make sure that you read that paper right there, man, because it is the most important one whenever you submit that in. On top of that, on top of that one, man, that dang on capability statement. <laughs> now, I, I know I talk about it a lot, man, but I'm, I'm telling you, man, like that is your marketing tool. Like this is the capability statement is what you need to let them know who you are. You know, and me, my suggestion, you know, whenever you start a conversation with your uh, before you even send a bid in and, you know, you're getting your, your, your ducks in a row and all that good stuff. And you you know the agency that you want to work with, I would go ahead and start sending out my capability statement to that uh, consult that um, contracting officer or that program manager. Once I get in contact with them or that o OSDBU as well, data representative one side, one side, just to start that, just to start the initial conversation, I'm sending my capability statement to you know, I'm attaching that to the file and I'm gonna let I'm letting them know in the email like, yo, please see capability attached, you know, and you want to make sure when you submitting in these bids that that capability statement actually matches what it is that you actually going for. You don't want to have like cause, again, like I've told you all before, man, you can have multiple uh, capability statements. You don't got to you, you don't got to just have one. You can have multiple capability statements depending on what type of uh Whatever it is that you can do and whatever type of bid or proposal that you're actually going out. I mean, a uh, solicitation that you're actually going after. So make sure that it's actually uh, lining up to what they actually looking for or what they're actually uh, asking for. You know, use some of the language that the government is using in your proposal as well. You know, uh, if they saying that, you know, they want an, uh, an experienced digital marketer. Then, you know, somewhere in your proposal, you want to make sure that you have that you are or you have a part of your team an experienced digital marketer. You know, uh, make sure that uh, that you have um, these different terms that they are using to make sure. And that pretty much just lets them know that you actually read, you know, that you you actually read what it is that they actually want, what they what they're looking for in a in a uh, in a in a uh, customer or a client. They want to make sure that they get exactly what they uh, they want to get at the lowest, best quality price. You know, that's literally all, that's literally what they're looking for. So on that capability statement, you want to make sure that that matches exactly what they're looking for. You know, and, um, you know, um, um, when I told y'all about uh, having a capability statement, you don't have to dang on reinvent the wheel, man. Make sure that you, you know, you are utilizing these other prime contractors. Uh, co prime contracting companies that have won contracts in the past millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, man. Make sure that you're um, going off of what they are doing. You know, you can't, I know, you know, obviously you can't copy and paste what they're doing word for word, but you know, you can, uh, and there's not, there's not a one set template for a capability statement, but why, why wouldn't you uh, want to use use the same type of capability statement that somebody who wins 50 million, 100 million, 200 million dollar contracts on a regular, 
you know, um, it, like I said again, man, if they got if they if, if they have some some round corners, man, you want to make sure your corners is round. You know, you want to go tick for tack. You know, if it, they have a bright, if they got a bright capability statement, you want to make sure yours is bright. Your colors is bright. Um, your, um, you know, make sure your differ differentiators are on there, man, and they are up to par. Your past performance, make sure, you know, you have that on there as well. If you don't have any government past performance, remember, your corporate world can uh, appease for a past performance as well. Like that, you know, past performance don't necessarily mean just, uh, you know, work that you done done with the government. It also means work that you done done yourself, you know, on the job. Um, uh, if you have a partner, whatever that person has done as well, or if you hired people, like whatever they have, whatever type of expertise they have, that's a part of your capability statement, you know. So you don't have to know everything. You just got to hire the right people, man, or partner with the right people. Um, but make sure, you know, again, man, that your your capability statement is is lining up, man, with exactly what they're looking for, especially when we when, when we talk about uh, sending in for these million dollar contracts. And when I get when I get to that stage, I'm going to definitely let you know what I see. Um, but for right now, I'm just letting you know what these five, six figure contracts look like, because, you know, like I said before, Anything under two hundred fifty thousand dollars, man, the federal government can simply just give you a call. You know, that's a um, pretty much like a no bid contract. They don't have to put that out to to the public or anything. So if they know about you, you know, they know that you have a long care service that uh, that pretty much covers all of the southeastern states. If they know this about you, why wouldn't you be trying to market or going for the, submitting these bids? for those southeastern states to these specific agencies you know why wouldn't you be building these relationships or like i said again marketing to um these different um uh, contracting officers or project managers that's in your region to make sure that they are aware of who you are before you even send in these uh, you're submitting in your uh, your proposals you know you want to make sure that you know that that these people know who you are you know don't it's cool that you know that you you know you can send in a bid if you if if you got that much passing experience and your proposal was just like that. You know, when you got a good proposal and it's written up good, man, you may not even have to build. You may, you may not have to build that type of relationship with them, you know, but when you are starting out like we are, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta start, you know, like I say, man, shaking hands, kiss the baby. You have to reach out to these people and let them know who you are, man. Let them know what your company does and uh, start submitting them bids in, you know, um, also, whenever you submit that bid in, man, and I learned this from uh, Coach Brooks up there uh, when I went to D.C., um, she, and she gave some good gems, yo, good gems, man. Ke uh, check out Coach Brooks. Uh, she She's a, a woman-owned, uh, minority woman-owned business that's actually doing some big things in the event space and in the, in the consulting space as well, man. But she mentioned whenever you submit in your bids, make sure you got a cover page, uh, you know, and um, make sure that, you know, even if it's a one-page a two page uh, or, or or the the proposal or the, the solicitation is is 54 pages cuz I just seen one yesterday it's 54 pages you make sure that you send in that cover page as well that it that has a, a good title on it go where it got your company logo on there it got a good title on there solicitation title it got who is to uh, who is prepared by 
you know, got a little bit of your company information on there uh, and a disclaimer, your company disclaimer also. But, um, yeah, that cover letter, man, is just going to get their attention and, and, and make it look like that, you know, that you know what you're doing. And this ain't your first rodeo, you know, when you actually look professional, you know. So whenever you creating that and you don't got to do that from scratch either. You know, you don't got to do that from scratch. Whenever you sending in you, you you're sending in these bids, let's say you don't win. You know what I mean? Because it's going to happen. You know, say you don't win. I just I submitted one. Uh, what was that? Two weeks ago, man, down there in Georgia. And I just knew I was going to win that one. Mm -mm. She went with a lower one. You know, I asked her, like, well, well, why didn't I win pretty much? And the only thing was they went for the lowest price. You know, that's pretty much it. Like, it didn't matter. I mean, yeah, it mattered how you presented it. But they tell you when the the um, the uh, bids, the bid criteria what they ask, how they actually gonna grade that proposal, and that one, uh, that one in particular, they was looking for the lowest price. You know, that's that's literally it. So if you came in at the lowest price, you would have got that one, and we were way off what we was at. You know, but I don't believe that the person who put that bid in is gonna be able to get all that done for what they for the what they priced it at. But hey, what do I know? You know, prices are going up. Stuff is, you know, the, the the dollar bill is going crazy right now, man. So, you know, it is what it is, man. You got to live and learn. But outside all that to say, man, on this cover page that you're creating, you know, you can you can you can get a debrief. You know, after you lose, if you lose a contract, ask, ask the contracting officer uh, for a debrief. Uh, when you when you get in that debrief, make sure you ask them, can you get a um, uh, can you get the proposal of the awarded business you know, or, or the uh, the small business that was awarded, you know, and see what they what they how they had their set up, you know, see what their what their um, uh, proposal letter or proposal page look like. Like, how do they have their set up? Like what how did theirs match up to yours? Or how does yours match up to them? Let me say that. Like, what what was the differentiators that they had on there that just was just better than yours? You know, and start utilizing a lot of these things that just is better than yours. And that's how that's the sauce. You know, Dr. Travis, they said that he said it, man. He said it. Like, that's really the sauce. That's how you that's how you get better. Like, yeah, okay, you're gonna lose a lot of contracts. You're gonna lose a lot of them submitting them in. The more you send in, the more you send in, the more and the more complicated they are, or I'm not complicated, the bigger they are, where you really just explain it. All you're doing when you're writing out these proposals is explaining exactly what it is that you're going to, how your service is going to, uh, uh, um, what you're going to do on a daily basis. Who you're going to hire? What are y'all going to do at this time? What are y'all meetings? What are y'all, uh, when, when are y'all going to pick this up? Where y'all getting y'all mulch from? Like, whatever the case may be. Like, that's only, that's all they want to know. And if they can, and, and not in no way that, you know, you're trying to explain it to a scientist or something like that. No, you want to explain, you want to write your proposal like you, like you was writing it to a fifth or sixth grader. And you wanted them to, like, a, after they got finished with it, they understood, like, okay, well, dang, they want they can pretty much do everything that we ask for, you know, and, and they align it up exactly how they want you to line it up. You know, if they got an intro on there, you want to make if they if they tell you they want an intro, you make sure you put the intro. You know, if they want if they want a Gantt chart to show the uh, projected uh, your projected uh, services uh, or how the product is, go is going to be made if it's not made right now. If it's, you know, what I mean, they, they want they want to show all the different steps and the different stages uh, in their proposal that's going to explain this. Now again, now if we if we talking about a a contract that's under two hundred fifty thousand dollars, nine times out of ten, from what I've seen right now, man, they're not asking for an extensive 
a crazy proposal not at all i've seen it to where like and and, and what i what i said what i got to start doing is adding on that cover page because i i had not been sending in that cover page to stand out a little bit um and then get a little bit better on my pricing and that's another that's a whole nother topic i'll probably talk about that next week my price on, on pricing and stuff like that little gems and nuggets and what i found out along the way but um with that cover page man that's going to help you stand out man but when you get that debrief you're going to be able to see what it is that they actually doing every single time you know so just think if you submitted 20 contracts and yeah okay you lost 20 of them you done had 20 debriefs as well too so now by that 21st one you should almost be a pro in <laughs> in writing proposals, man. But the thing is, man, if you're not submitting in your bids, then you're not gonna win any contracts. You know it all, man. If you're not if you're not submitting in anything, you're not gonna win any contracts. But on top of all of that, man, you got you got problems with people who are submitting in bids after the bid is supposed to even be turned in. You know, uh, so when you reading that, when you are taking a look at that uh, 1449, man, make sure that you got enough time to put in. You got enough time to where you can get all your ducks in a row. You get all the information that you need to get. If you need to have a, a team meeting and get your writers, you get your uh, subject expert matters. You know, you got your project manager and all of them and you're the consultant or whatever it is that you got to do. You want to make sure that you got enough time in between to get all these people, get all these information or make these calls to your subcontractors or potential subcontractors and then make sure that you double check it again on the uh on the 1449 on the due date that it need to be turned in because again they tell you the date and the time that you got to have that proposal turned in by and, it, and they're not accepting a minute a minute by they, they're not accepting that at all i mean a minute after like they're not accepting it at all you know and uh, unless you know i i would assume if you was the only one you know and i don't like to assume anything because you know what happens when you do that but they ain't accepting it man so just make sure that you are checking that due date when these proposals are due when you are submitting that bid you know and another uh another gem that i was told man um was to add on a table of contents as well you know add on that table of contents like whenever they whenever even if they don't have one you know you can do a small one just to show like okay your 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 introduction your uh, business model or whatever the case may be uh, and then go into the proposal and then the numbers and all of that good stuff but you know submitting the uh the proposal is the most important part you know but what the proposal looked like is also going to stick out as well man you don't want to have no little eight font you know eight font proposals man because you got to think about it again man you look you you may be dealing with some like most of the, a lot of from, from what they say you know a lot of the uh contractors subcontractors not subcontractors but contracting officers they, they may be retired military you know who's been in the military you know retired 20 25 plus years or maybe in their 50s or something like that man they you send in a proposal that's that's eight uh eight font even i'm not even i and i'm 38 i'm not even about to read that man i'm gonna put especially if i got a whole stack i gotta go through i'm about to push that thing to the side and i'm going to the next one man because you tripping you know you're supposed to have that at at least 12 foot i'm at 12 point font whenever you're sending in your proposal at least that or or at least 10 you know what I mean? But 10 may even be too small. But just, you know, not sometimes they'll tell, they'll tell you in uh, the proposal how small not to go. 
you know, and they'll tell you how small you can go. If they don't give you any of that information, man, just make sure that you're using the regular font that you would normally use and don't go any smaller or don't go any larger whenever you are making these proposals when you are soliciting, uh, uh, you are sending in these bids. And I tell you, man, I'm going to touch on pricing just a little bit, man, because that pricing is really where it's at, man. That's one, like I say, when I lost that one because I was too low. But obviously, I didn't have the right subcontractor who I could have, uh, you know, hired to actually do the work. I had somebody, you know, only had, uh, I had somebody that was just, you know, a little bit too high. But that ain't necessarily his, their fault. You know, they just, that's just their price, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day. But the government, again, was looking for a lower price, man. So um, that pricing, man, make sure, man, when you, when you if you, if you are not the manufacturer or if you are not doing, if you are not the one doing the job, then you want to make sure that you are uh, getting prices from at least five subcontractors or at least five small businesses that could p potentially be subcontractors for you to actually make to yeah I, i'm gonna say five five hams will say five to ten you know to to really get a good number you feel me but uh and, and I, i'm gonna go along with that i'm gonna go along with ham you know uh between five and ten just to make sure that you get a good idea of what that market in that area is actually doing and you just ain't out here getting no flimsy um you know no flimsy prices or anything like that and then you add your little oomph on top you feel me to where it ain't too crazy it ain't too much um, but you know, you, everybody got to get paid at the end of the day. You ain't want to just be, uh, uh, consulting with a small company, sending in bids, helping them out and all this good stuff. Or, uh, you don't want to waste no time. Uh, on, on, you don't want to waste no time, uh, within your own company doing anything that you don't, you know, that, that you don't have time for, or you think is, it's, uh, it's not even worth your time when it comes to the pricing and stuff like that. So, that pricing, man, is is definitely uh, definitely key, man. Uh, again, with the, uh, at the uh, at the award criteria, they'll definitely tell you what they what the percentage of the awarded awarded proposal uh, is going to go toward, man. That like meaning they're going to tell you uh, is like. 40% is going to be the, the technical side or 50% is going to be the technical side, technical analysis. You know what I mean? So you literally got to have, you, you may want to hire somebody that's uh, good at technical writing when it comes to that spe uh, specific subject matter, because you know, that's what they're going to be looking for. Uh, you know, if they, if they saying the price is going to be 40% and then the technical is going to be 20%, then you need to focus more so on getting the lowest, best price that you can, or, you know, it don't necessarily have to be the lowest price, you know, because like they say, man, you can be so low that, you know, these scare them away. They, they may think that you don't know what you're doing. Uh, so, you know, it could be that that you have a low price, but you also offering a warranty. You feel me like something that the other companies may not be doing. That's something that you add in on your proposal. Um, you know, if you're selling products, you could have a, you know, a, a, uh, a discount on the shipping. Or again, you can have a lifetime warranty or a, a warranty on as long as a contract is. Have it like have it is, man. These are little little uh, um, little extras or little perks that you can add on or add into your proposal to make it stand out, man. To you know, you're not yeah, you you are trying to get low as far as price, but you act, but you still you don't want to you don't want you don't want to lose no money when it comes to um you know uh, doing business. You want to make sure that your company is making money or the company that you are consulting for. You want to make sure that they're making money. You know, and that they're not losing anything by wasting time on projects that's going to um you know that that's not worth their time. Um, but man, like I said, I, we 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 have to 
start submitting in these bids and make sure that we are uh, submitting in the correct information uh, what we are sending in the uh, our capability statement has the correct information on it when we sending this in and make sure we send it in on time um, a lot of that is a lot of that still circling around relationships man making sure that they know who you are um, making sure that they that you uh, sending them an email after you send in your bid I mean after you uh, send in your uh, proposal letting them know like yo you know what I mean like I, I just submitted in this bid uh, recently that a dice and a third and and go from there just to try to not you know uh, try to force a relationship on nobody um, because at the end of the day you know they can't just give you or they can't give you a contract just because they know you or they like you or anything like that it's more it's based on your proposal and what your what your small business can do for them if you can do exactly what it is that they're looking for then you know you got a good chance of getting that contract um but we have to submit these bids in man uh, so make sure whenever you submitting in your bid uh, whether like i said on the federal level or the state level or your city and county level make sure you are checking that due date that you have enough time to actually um get it done or get your proposal written up uh you got enough time to get all these people together get your quotes and your pricing and stuff like that together man and and, and get that bid submitted in before time um a little nugget man that i was told um don't uh don't send your bid in too early you know don't send it in a week before it's due you know uh, uh i was told within 24 hours man sending that bid like that man so you know you don't have nobody to try to come back though you or you know you gotta you gotta they got a friend on the county level or the city level uh and they and they see that you know such and such came in such and such came in at uh 45,000 you know and we're going for the lower price i need you to come in about 43 so i can go ahead and scoop that for you Nah, so you ain't got to worry about stuff like that like even though you know it's it it happens just let me say that man from the stories that i've heard it definitely happens man but make sure that we are submitting them bids into um to those agencies um that we actually want to go after man and we actually doing it properly um before i do lead today's episode though man i want to make sure that i give a little shout out man to uh the small business center uh network again man they got a couple of um uh a couple of um classes that's coming up man in the small business network that i told you guys about um small business center network um all of this is free man like i said they got it at all the community colleges you can go to this online they got free webinars they got free uh business writing classes um they got one coming up man on uh april the 19th it's a strategic planning one um it's actually a creating a process that produces results uh, then they have another one that's later on that day, part two, that actually uh, what could and should be in the final written document. They got a grant writing um, class coming up, man. Finding uh, finding finance for your startup businesses, uh, selling on Shopify, understanding credit when it comes to small businesses. And this is just the small ones that they have here at my local uh, community college, man. So make sure that you are checking your own community colleges. Uh, for these free resources that's out there, man. Uh, they also can give you a a good idea on your capability statement and make sure you have that set up right whenever you actually are sending in, uh, submitting these bids. Uh, they they can be a second, a third, or fifth eye for you, uh, making sure that you have all your T's crossed, I mean, your, your T's crossed and your I's dotted uh, when it comes to that SF 40, uh, 1449. Um, make sure that you have a good cover page and all that good stuff. They can just give you some pointers and all that good stuff. Basically, it's just a good resource, man, a good uh, consulting resource for you free uh, that you can pretty much use uh, to your advantage whenever they have time. Um, 
they are free to open uh, to ask i mean to uh, answer all types of questions for you man and again they are backed by the uh the sba um so you know it's all free to you man and all free to uh small businesses um but man that's pretty much what i what i'll have for today's episode man uh next week i am going to focus a little bit more on pricing as well when submitting in these <clears throat> submitting in these bids uh, making sure that uh, I hone in on submitting them bids a little bit more as well, man. As far as who who to um, making sure that we sending them to the right piece, I mean people, making sure that we sending in at the right time and all that good stuff. Uh, when it comes to our pricing and, and making sure that we getting the right price, uh, and we adding on our tax, you know, on top of that, man, I'm gonna give y'all a little little, little plug on that also, man. Um, but um, before I get out of here, man, I want y'all to make sure that y'all go uh, follow this. Uh, follow me on Instagram, uh, GovCon with Courtney. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Courtney Hayden. Uh, I am on um, Twitter as well. Um, what is that? I am C Hayden. Uh, you can find me on GovCon with Courtney also. Uh, check out this podcast also, man, on Apple. You can check it out on um, uh, Amazon Music as well, GovCon with Courtney podcast i will be bringing you uh, more dope episodes man based around government contracting uh here soon man i'm gonna try to get some representatives from here whether it may be from a city a county uh state uh federal um if i can't get them in here physically i'll try to just get them on a zoom call or something like that and try to get it hooked up but we're definitely going to try to get some representatives in here other small businesses as well who's act actively doing business with the government you know try to make this platform a little bit more beneficial to everybody man so we can get this thing together baby but uh again man this is govcon recording podcast i appreciate y'all for checking me out today let's go